Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 126 of Empty Betters. I am your host, Harrison Scholes, and I am going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, my friend? What's up? Here we are again, two years in a row, two years of our teams being eliminated in the same week in a row. So starting to sense a little bit of a theme here, and I've got something to help me out with that. Just going to bust this open real quick y'all could give me a minute go ahead i'll be with you shortly yeah absolutely <laughs> and now we're going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in wisco mac vogel what's going on buddy testing testing is this thing on oh yeah it's on okay i think i heard um, it I think we're good yeah should be working uh i'm doing okay all things considered um i'm sure we'll get into the rants in a little bit so i won't go too far into it but uh yeah, what hockey season? It's uh, it's baseball season, baby. Let's go O's. Uh, for those with the bad radio, Nick is, I believe, chugging a fifth of whiskey. Holy shit. Sheesh. Oh, my God. Okay, then. That got aggressive. And that's <clears throat> how you deal with the caps. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, if I had one of those, trust me, I would be chugging the shit out of that right now. I've definitely had my fair share of letdowns here, so... Let's get into Depression Day 2.0, but before we do, I think Mac has a question of the day. I do. So uh, spirit of uh, not elimination, let's not talk about elimination for just a second here. Talk about something else. Um, Those of you who don't know, tomorrow, May 18th, I guess it'll be the day you're listening to this, is my birthday. So I've been thinking about birthdays and all, all that comes with it. And for some reason, this one popped into my head. What is, can you guys name like the best player that wears the jersey number of the age that you are? So I'm turning 24. So I was trying to think like who comes to mind that wears 24, like in the NHL, either all time or right now, obviously because I'm cap centered, I thought of McMichael right away. Um, But I think there's probably a handful of other guys in the league that wear 24. Um, uh, another couple that came to mind was, uh, I think Jamie Alexiak does pretty sure Wayne Simmons does too. And then, um, the only one I could, the only other one I could come up with off the top of my head was Capo Caco. Cause I was watching that series recently and noticed him wearing 24. <laughs> uh, but I know that that name might be a little sore spot right now, but anyway, so a little, if I turn 28 in September, but I'm 27 now, which one do you want me to go with? Uh, go with 27. Go Nick Bukestad, of course. Okay. Jesus yeah. fucking no. <laughs> walking bandit. Uh, for me, I don't know if it's, cur- do you, does it have to be current? Well, what are you 26 right now? I'm 25. I'll be 26 25. in August, but Max Talbot would be my number 25 pick. I mean, okay. But what about player. a, what about a current player or like someone good? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to make a snarky comment, but you know what? We're all in this together today, so I'm not going to do that. Who's a 25 that currently plays? I'm trying to think. Was it Jason Arnott was 25, I think, but he doesn't play anymore. Um, Wasn't he like 45 too at one point or something? Or maybe I'm trying to just completely make that up. Was he 44 with the caps? Is that where I'm getting that? 
I have no idea. Can you okay. guys help me? I'm really bored. Yeah, here. let's see. Uh, 25. J- JVR wears 25 True. For, for Philly. I don't hate that. Uh, Jordan Cairo wears 25. There we go. Kyrou. That's a good that's one. My, that's my guy. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, there's a few others. Andre Kasha, Ethan Bear, Owen Power, Paul Stastny. Oh, Stastny, that's right. Actually, wait a minute. Jacob Markstrom wears 25. I'm looking at him. Oh, yeah, he does. Right now, I'm not just thinking of these off the top of my head. Weird. Who's yours? not a goalie number. That's very weird. And yours is McMichael Mac? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that came to mind. Can you guys think of any, like, legends that wore 24? I had a hard time, like, thinking of, well... (laughs) Yeah, That's I knew true. exactly That's where that true. one was going. And the reason I thought of this is because, like, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about, like, my birthday coming up. And she's like, yeah, it's like your Kobe year or whatever, like making a joke. And I was like, what What could it be like in hockey? Is this my McMichael year? Yeah. Uh, but then I don't hate. I don't hate. Uh, it could Jeff be your Gordon year. I might start saying that, actually. Aaron Volpatti year. Yo, my Aaron Volpatti year. Let's go. Anyway, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Good question, Dad. I like that. Um, before we get into all the recaps, huh, you can see how enthused I am about that. Uh, just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh brackish life. I want to note, I did not read anything. I just stared at the camera the entire time. I also want to note, for following me, you know, I'm down on vacation in the Outer Banks right now, rocking a beautiful brackish life hat, and I am sunburned to a crisp, so I am rocking the UV short sleeve brackish life shirt to help keep my collarbone from Leonard literally disintegrating off of my body. So been a huge help. If you want to stay cool this summer, go check out their gear. Yeah, definitely want to say a quick shout out to a big brackish life fan. She listens to the podcast. Want to say shout out to Kelly Shea. She graduated with her doctorate today. So congratulations to Kelly. Absolutely. Nick, I'm going to toss it off to you for the league news. Yes. So let's go ahead and just quickly recap the first round here. We have a lot to break down. Let's get the sort of not important stuff out of the way. So we had a sweep between Colorado and Nashville. I don't think anyone was surprised by that. Ab sweep them for nothing. You know, we move on. Here we are. Minnesota and St. Louis, the Blues ended up winning that series in six games. Uh, I think if we had one letdown from this first round, which was fantastic, if you look at it objectively, it would be the fact that Minnesota isn't moving on. I think people were really excited with the crowd there. And, you know, I think they had a lot of high expectations for that team. Unfortunately, just, you know, ran into the big bad blues and couldn't get past them. Did you guys have any thoughts on that series at all? It's a bummer. I mean, I said, I said in the first episode where we previewed the playoffs that the blues were going to win. And, um, you know, obviously I was right, but I kind of wanted to be wrong about that one. I, I, I was one of the people that was definitely cheering on Minnesota and got energy from watching that crowd in Minneapolis and everything. So it's a shame. I got a lot of wild buddies that were bitching about it and rightfully so. But like you said, it's just a tough draw. It's, it's really nothing that they did wrong necessarily. They just ran into a really hot team in the first round that happens sometimes it sucks, but um, maybe that's another signal that we should go back to one through eight seating. I don't know. 
And shout out to you, Mac. You got blues and six exactly correct on your Twitter pick. So you knew that. <laughs> One of the few that I got exactly correct. Yeah, but I'll we, take we all, I, none of us really like lit it on fire, I'd say. So, you know, it happens. But yeah, I mean, the blues were the better team. Colorado's going to have their hands full. I got no further thoughts. Cool. Uh, let's move on to the Washington Capitals and Florida Panthers. The Panthers win this in six games. Mac, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't even know, dude. <laughs> let's let's start with the Panthers first. Let's talk about them and then we can get into the important stuff. But what yeah, did okay. you think of that Panthers team and, you know, that ended up beating the Caps in six games? See, I'm I'm kind of sick of like people posting like, oh, the Panthers are a wagon and like the comeback cats and all this shit. Cause it's like we fucking handed that shit to them. Like they they to me, they didn't do anything that that impressed me that made me go, holy shit, this is a good team. Like the whole series when we were playing them, even when they beat us five one, it was like stupid mistakes that we were making. So like it's hard for me to really talk about the Panthers in like a positive way. I mean, go figure, but I don't know. I don't, I, they did not impress me. I actually think they're going to get walked by the lightning. They'll be lucky to f- survive like six games against them. I think. I think it's, you make a, a great point is that the caps handed them that series. I think, you know, a lot of people said that Washington played a lot better than they thought they would have, but you know, clearly it wasn't enough to get it done. Um, the Panthers had a ton of, you know, support from their big guns, of course, Huberdo, Barkov, uh, Verhage steps up big. Ekblad gets involved in the thing. Looks like he's found his legs again. So Bob looked decent. I mean, I would say decent. I wouldn't say anything to write home about. I wouldn't even say decent. I didn't think he looked that good at all. I no. thought you guys, I thought you guys definitely held your own and, you know, maybe even outplayed them in the whole series. I think another thing that this reminded me of is like 2019 when the Caps lost to Carolina and we lost Oshi in like game one or game two or something like that. And we battled that series and we made it to overtime of game seven. But like the whole time you kind of just knew like this team's dead without Oshi. And even if they do move on. Right. And and that's kind of how I felt about the Wilson thing, this, this series, like he was out and he wasn't skating at all. And it was very clear that he was not going to be coming back like period. And to me, you could just see that suck the life out of our guys, like in a lot of different ways. And like we battled and we stayed in it, but like, it's a whole different series to me. If Wilson is like not injured in game one. And I hate making excuses like that, but I really do. You can say next man up all you want, but you really can't replace the impact that that guy was making this entire season. And certainly not early on in that series. Well, I think now that the reports are coming out too, I mean, Ovechkin admitted he had a nagging left shoulder injury, right? That's your start play right there. People are saying Nick Backstrom could barely tie his skates with his hip injury. And that's a whole separate ball wax. Apparently he might, need to take a year off or maybe there's like retirement um in his future i'm not really sure what you know what you guys think of that or what you've heard and then um i think they said oh had something seriously wrong with him too he played through something really severe i can't remember off the top of my head but you know when you got your star players banged up like that going against the president's trophy winning team i mean uh, you know the fact that you guys took it six and overtime in six you know i would i would something something to tip your cap on yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that Florida also went 0 for 18 on the power play against the Caps. The Caps penalty kill did a fantastic job bottling up that power play that had multiple just fantastic looks. And We should have looked it up, but I, I would love to know when the last time that a team won a playoff series 
without scoring a power play goal was because I feel like it's barely happened, if ever. I believe it's only happened yeah, eight other times. That's pretty wild. Would you say that? I believe it's only happened eight other times. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't even think it'd be that many. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so this is depression day, but you guys don't really sound all, all that sad, which is, I guess. You know, I good. had a very, uh, I had like my caps, we call it the the therapy group chat going with uh, all my buddies from here that are caps fans. And I said in that group about five minutes before the caps tied game six with under a minute to go, I said, even if they find a way to tie this game, they will lose it within five minutes of overtime starting. <laughs> and it happened again. Yeah, yeah I, that was tough. I, I don't know. I, Granted, it's been a few days, so like I've had time to like decompress, and that may be the main reason why I don't seem too like upset right now. But I also just I don't know. This one didn't hurt quite as bad for me for some reason. And it's probably a combination of a lot of different things. But I mean, last year I was fucking angry about the Boston five game loss. Like that pissed me off. And maybe it's just because I like hate Boston more and like that had something to do with it. And I don't really give a fuck about like the Panthers or whatever, but I don't know. I, there's some silver linings for sure. It's like, I kind of knew we weren't going all the way this year too, whether anybody got injured or not, there's just no way those goalies were going to get us another cup this year. So, and it, it was a concern. It was a problem. I mean, multiple goals for the Panthers, you know, skater coming down the wing, somewhat contested shot, just beat the goaltender cleanly. You know, Game goal- six, we kind of had yeah. it in the bag. We're winning in the third period. And that just absolute muffin, like underneath Samsonov's pad. And then they score again, like a few minutes later. Like it was just, yeah. And you could find a bad goal in every single game. And so in a way, you're almost glad, in a way, you're almost glad we lose in in the first round, because at least now none of the like GM or like management people can make excuses. They're like, Oh fuck. All right. We get it. We need to go get a goalie. Whereas like, if we lost in the second or third round, they might be like, Oh, we might be okay. Sam. So no, he got us to the third round, you know, like, so at least that's a wake up call for them where they're like, fuck. Okay. We get it. We got to do something. It won't get you stuck in purgatory. Right. Yeah. I get it. Unfortunately, I know that feeling now. So yeah. Okay. Is that it? Any final thoughts? Uh, I guess the only other thing I'll say is it's a bummer. Everything that's being talked about with Backstrom. However, there is some optimism in like, holy shit, if we can clear that much cap, we might be able to actually do something pretty significant. Cool. And like, as much as I love Nikki, it's, it's apparent that something needs to happen here, whether that's a year off or whether he's just time, it's time for him to be a family man already or what. I mean, it would break my heart to see him go, but. But at the end know. of the day, if you try and fight through it and it's only going to hurt you and everyone else. No, and I don't want him to fuck himself up more than right. like he needs to either. Like I, I, I genuinely care about the guy too, more than just the team. So I'm hoping that he makes the decision that's right for him at the end of the day. But I, yeah, best of luck to him, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's all I have. Yeah. I wasn't like too over the top, you know, outraged, you know, after a while you just become numb to these kind of things. So must be nice. Yeah. Really the one oh, that cry me a river. Don't even start with oh, me. I'll cry you a fucking lake. Yeah. 
<laughs> the one that got me the most was when we lost game five and went down three to two in the series when we were winning that game three nothing. Like I was raging after that loss. Like I was they I mean, I will say this. They took that thing out of the toaster oven, handed it to him and said, Here's your grilled cheese. Do you want a chocolate milk too? It was like, more just... like a fucking toaster strudel or something. Just yeah. like yeah, just messy. Yeah, Mac, like, did yeah. you bad karma the caps with stealing the beer? No, not okay. possible. Uh, not yeah, possible. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, just throwing that yeah, out there. Couldn't be, couldn't be that. Great <laughs> reviews on that story, by the way. Oh my god, <laughs> it was a diamond in the rough. If you listen to the whole episode, you know. Definitely. There we go. All yeah, right, I think that enough. says all we need to say about Caps Cats. You guys want to move on? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to you. Uh, we had five game sevens come out of the first round. That is fantastic. Any way you slice it. Uh, let's start with the first one, uh, Carolina and Boston. The Canes take this one three to two win the series three or four games to three. Uh, they only win at home, apparently. Yeah, and that was a great, great game. Carolina was up three one, I think, at one point. Boston got one a little late, but you just kind of knew. I mean, I should have hammered the shit out of that. I took the under, um, but I should have hammered the Canes too. You just kind of knew where that was going, right? I mean, the Canes were the better team during the series for, you know, most of the time, I would say. Other than maybe games three and four, Boston really whipped them. But other than that, I thought they, they played pretty well. Um, and Ranta comes up big, right? He had, he played great. There were some question marks about that, given that Freddie Anderson's still not practicing and we're starting round two. Um, I just had a good feeling about the Canes in this series. And, you know, luckily they came out on top. I also want to say every game seven, bet the under. Easy. Yeah. That's a good one. We were so close to having two professional Boston teams lose a game seven in a span of two days, and the Bucks fucked it. Would have been great. That would have been so cool. Uh, let's move Fuck on Boston. to Toronto and Tampa Bay, one of the most highly anticipated oh. game sevens ever, I think. I feel and where do we start? Like, I honestly, for this, for the notes, I just wanted to write like a, a laughing face emoji, but like, where do you even start? Oh, I feel so bad for the city of Toronto, for all the Leafs fans, for all the Leafs players, for Rick Rowley, for all those crazy nut job fans that I really thought were going to make it past the first round this year. And they ran into Andre the Giant and he just stonewalled them in oh. that game seven. And it just sucks so bad as the, the Leafs secondary most favorite team here for me. It sucks so bad to see them lose. Um, I, I don't know. Their postseason press conferences are extremely misleading too. They act like they went to the cup final and they're like, oh, like it's fine. Like we don't need to change. And it's like, you're going to do the same fucking thing next year, aren't you? Yep, um, they are. But yeah, it, it, it sucks. I don't listen. I don't hate Tampa as much as people might think I do. Um, I have family who roots for them. I think they're a cool team. I just don't want to see a three-peat, and I really wanted to see the Leafs make a pass, so it sucks. Well, the fact that they took them to seven hopefully means that Tampa Bay at least got a little battered by that, and maybe uh, after they beat the Panthers, then maybe they can lose to whoever wins that other series. I saw a ridiculous stat that the Leafs are the only team across baseball, uh, the NBA, and the NHL to have lost their last 10 games when facing elimination. That is wow. crazy. 
And after a guy who just went through losing three games of trying to face, you know, elimination to close out a series, I would literally drown myself in bleach if I was a Leafs fan. I'm sorry. What's craziest about that is they have led multiple series like three to two over the last several years or like three to one, even (laughs) Montreal. Uh, But like the fact that they have had so many chances to close it out and they just can't. Yeah. They, I mean, they were one goal away from moving on. Here's the last thing I'll say. There was a goal. Well, a no goal by Tavares I think in the second period they called an interference call on someone on the Leafs can't remember who it was Hall Hall, where he kind of set a pick and they called interference it's a penalty don't get me wrong I'm not saying it shouldn't be but there have been plenty of instances in game sevens where it's hell in the cell prison rules and they don't call that and I'm not saying again it's a penalty but that's that's one where it's like maybe they let it go if there was just a penalty called two minutes ago and then the Leafs, you know, tie it up because the refs don't want to call two back-to-back penalties in Toronto within four minutes. I don't know. Just right. I mean, I'm a big, if it's a penalty, you call the penalty kind of guy. Um, I also think that you Leafs fans can't complain using that as an excuse because you shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. If you wanted to win, be up by two, you know, Harry, I have I something that. along these lines to discuss with you when we get to the Penguins Rangers series. So just don't let me forget, okay? Uh, I might. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. We had Edmonton and LA. I mean, there's only one way you can sum up this series. It's uh, you know, it's just the Connor McDavid show. He single-handedly willed this team past a an upstart Kings team that that hung in there for a little bit. They fought hard, and I'm bummed because right after the Caps lost, I was like, "All right, that's it. LA's my team for the rest of this like postseason." I'm like, I'm all in on the Kings, and then the next day they fucking lost, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, all right, go Flames." I don't know. <laughs> well, it, did you guys see McDavid's goal in that game? I mean, it's just like yeah. rookie mode, truck stick, poke check, 99 rating all the way through. I mean. Not to mention Cody CC out here, man. I mean, this elite right. NHL sniper Weapon. Cody CC. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm happy for Connor. Look, he's so good. He works hard. He doesn't fuss. He doesn't put up with drama. Uh, you know, it's hard not to like him. And I'm I'm glad that we're getting a good battle of Alberta. I think that series is going to be a barn burner. Um, we deserve this. We do deserve this. And it sucks for Edmonton that apparently Drysidle's you know, neat. Uh, he's nursing like a really bad ankle sprain. I think it is correct. Um, so he doesn't really look himself. God knows what's going to happen with that in the Edmonton Calgary series. We'll get into that when we discuss round don't, two. Previews. Don't say that too loud. I think half the people in Edmonton still think they're going to get a call up at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, I'm, I'm happy to see Connor move on. That was an impressive game seven effort and shout out to Jonathan quick. Turn back the clock. He played Seriously. incredible this series. I didn't realize how good he was in game sevens either. Either I think that's the first one that he has lost. I think he was four and zero going into it, uh, but he looked fifteen years younger. I mean, he was all over the place, making saves that he had no business doing, and um, to do that against the best player in the world and potentially the second best player in the world is is no small feat at all. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Harry, let's do this now. Uh, Pittsburgh, New York, uh, the Rangers end up winning game seven, four to three in overtime. They tied it up with what, like five minutes to go, something like that. About just about four, four minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I try to forget. And then they score on a power play in overtime. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So 
before we hand it off to Harry, I have two things I just want to ask you about. I didn't get to watch this game. I was uh, playing in my own beer league game, which I'll share some info about that later. Uh, but anyway, I saw like when I'm looking at the score sheet that it was a power play goal in overtime. And I also then heard later about what caused the goal, the tying goal with five minutes left about the helmet thing and all that. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. So the helmet thing for sure. I I watched the replay and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. He ripped the helmet off him and that's a stupid fucking rule that shouldn't exist. And then you have to go to the bench and then whatever. So that's bullshit. I tried. I scoured the internet to find the penalty from overtime because i all i saw on the score sheet is that it was a holding penalty and when i saw that i was like oh no way because to me if you're in overtime of a game seven you should not call anything besides like delay of game if you flip the puck over the glass that's a black black and white penalty maybe like tripping because that's also pretty obvious high decapitation um carjack robbery like high sticking you know obviously or like if you slash somebody and their stick breaks it's right like, there's a few that are black and white holding is not on my list i could not find a video was it holding yeah it was a penalty okay. um I, holding's a weird one to call when you're chasing a guy from behind like he got his free arm around him and tried to tried to like slow him down uh oh. it was brock brock mcginn who did it okay. but yeah I, I told my i was watching with my dad and i was like it's it's a penalty. You know, it's just one of those plays where he should have gotten the puck deep and he didn't and hits off a shin pad breakaway. You try your best. So what can you do? Fair enough. What's your other question? That was it. I was just curious oh, if, it, if it was a penalty because I was like, what the fuck? Like whole, I just remember seeing holding on the score sheet. And the helmet like, thing. You're like, right. Bullshit. It was completely ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he obviously rips his helmet off and the rule is dumb because it's either you take the time to take your glove off and like the guy's chin strap is still done up to try and get this thing back on your dome and continue being effective. But by the time you've done that, the puck is 200 feet away from you. Yeah. Um, it's a stupid rule. You know, I guess if we're going into this now, like let's just touch on this. I saw a lot of Penn's fans like complaining. It should be a penalty that he ripped his helmet off. Baba dude. They're not going to call that. Just shut up. Not in the playoffs. Like, no, they're not going to call that in the playoffs. It's a tussle behind the net. They're not going to call that a penalty. You want to argue it's a stupid rule? I am so for that because I think it's a really stupid rule. And I'm not saying that just because of this play. It's just senseless. I mean, what's stopping people from just ripping helmets off now? You know, like, then all really the people, nothing. Yeah. And then all the people are like, oh, you could put it back on. Dude, you have to take off your glove. You got to pick up the helmet. You got to buckle the chin strap. It's like you might as well just hop off the ice. Um, And I want to, you know, call out a little bit of Rangers Twitter here because I'm really pissed off about this. Crosby, after the game, made some comments that he felt that play was the difference in the game. Right. Like. Rangers fans are like, oh, well, you guys had a 3-1 series lead. You shouldn't be bitching about that. Listen, dude, I get it. It's not the reason we lost the fucking series. I'm not stupid, okay? I get it. But you can't deny that that play was one of the reasons that we were out of position. We couldn't get the puck out. Latang hops on the ice. He doesn't know where to go because he's scrambling. It's like, whatever. Like, Don't act like you're all high and mighty that Penguins fans are mad at the refs and you, you think you should just play the game. You guys were fucking whining. All 
four games to start the series. That's all I heard was bitching and complaining from New York and how the league wanted to cross me to get to the second round and blah, blah, blah. Shut up. You are worthless. And there's a couple of counts I'm not going to call out because I won't do that. I'll be a nice guy here. But you should really check your journalism because it's horseshit. Anyways, I'm going to move on from that. Um, yeah, it's a de- absolutely devastating loss. I, in my heart of hearts of hearts, swore to God we were going to win after Rodriguez buried that breakaway goal right before the end of the second. I was like, I thought so too. I was that like, was a this dagger is too. Yeah. It was a sick and it was technically shorthanded too with like one second left. It on was the, uh... Huge goal. Yeah. He takes the dumb penalty the game before the storylines adding up. Mike Sullivan's going to coach these guys to shut down the third period. And they really did a good job up until like the four minute mark when that play happened. And then they let it tied. And the second they tied it, I fell to my knees. I fell to the ground. I was literally just sniffing all this bad dust that I don't know where it's coming from off this stupid house's floor. And I was just like, we're going to lose sand. I don't know what it is. I wish it was something that would have made me forget overtime. But I knew they were going to win. And Mika Zibanejad woke up. It happens. Um, Credit to the Rangers. They never quit. I I give them credit. That no quit in New York thing is the biggest dumpster fire phrase I've ever heard, but I'll be damned if they didn't actually, you know, live up to it. I don't know. I Here's what Rangers fans won't admit. We outplayed the Rangers. If you're a real, if you're a Rangers fan and a hockey fan, you will know that we did. Uh, your power play torched us. That was one of the reasons you were able to come back full. Give you guys credit for that. Good luck going against Carolina with the number one PK in the league. Um, Igor played well in game six and seven. I'll give you that. I, I just think the Penguins really lost the series as opposed to the Rangers winning the series. I'm going to get crucified for that. I already know we're old. We're washed, blah, 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 blah. Save it. I don't want to hear it. Good series. You move on. I don't think you'll be Carolina. That's all I got. The, I um, the uh, tying, was it the tying goal uh, that went off of Matheson? That was a result of the K Andre Miller breakaway. Um. There was a there was their second goal went off Mathis and skate and that tied the game two two. So the call on the breakaway, I'm sorry, that's a penalty shot that needs to be called. I mean, what the rule for a penalty shot here is that a clear scoring chance is prevented. I don't understand how. uh, No, not in overtime, but in I don't think it was in overtime. But um, you know, how is that not a penalty shot? And I'm sure to be honest that. I mean, what would you rather have, a Rangers power play or one guy coming down one-on-one against the goalie? Oh, I, I would have taken the penalty shot 10 out of 10 times, seeing how lethal the Rangers power play was against us. It sucks, man. I don't know how many different ways I can say it. We blew a 3-1 lead. We had a 93% chance to win. As this, the most la- the last podcast episode went up, we were up 3-1, and I told you guys, I said, I am not by any means calling this over. And I knew that I knew there was a chance of this. And of course it fucking happens. And I'm just the one thing that's just pissing me off to no fucking end is those stupid Rangers fans online. Oh, look at the Penguins fans complaining about the refs. Dude, you complained about the refs too. Like everybody yeah. does it. Shut up. Move on. They complain. Win. They complain some of the some of the all the time. Worst shit I've 
ever seen after that game one triple overtime. Like that was some of the most brutal ref complaining I have ever experienced. It's also just like, are we watching the same thing? Because what you're saying, like, I don't think it happened. Yeah. I mean, I'll be the first one to say that Penguins fans are whiny and Crosby's whiny and all that shit. And it's true, but the Rangers fans like may have taken the new, like number one slot of just, in my book of being like the whiniest, most like complaining, most like spoiled fucking like they're, they, they're, they're entitled and and they're all if like, they were a SpongeBob character. They would be squilliam fancy son. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> sore losers, honestly, like Rangers fans just are sore losers. And then they're sore winners too. Like they win. And then that's not even enough for them to shake your hand and say good series. They're like, no, ha ha, we beat you. Ha ha, you suck. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Flip that. And two, I'll give a <laughs> shout out because I know he's absolutely fuming right now. But my good friend, Mark, I just want to let you know, I'm not applying all of this to you. We had a good discussion internally. You're all good in my book. But Rangers Twitter, you're my number one enemy next season. And I'm going to ruin <laughs> your life. Like, I'm, I might make a Rangers burner account just to fuck with these people. I'm done. Anyways, uh, Calgary and Dallas, it was the last game seven. That one also on Sunday, and it also went into overtime. Uh, We were concerned about one thing at that point, and that was Calgary doing their part to make our second round matchups whole. They did their job. Johnny Ham and Cheese gets the overtime winner that goes directly over Ottinger's shoulder. I don't know how that puck went in, but I think the star of the series, we can't talk about it without talking about how well Jake Ottinger played. He was unbelievable. I mean, holy shit, man. He made like almost 60 saves or some shit in game seven. Like I saw people tweeting like Jake Ottinger is going to go into that locker room and murder somebody on his team because like he did everything that he could have done to get them that win and they couldn't score even one more goal. I will say the stars carried play for most of that game seven and then just kind of let it slip away at the end there. I'm very, very glad that Calgary won because like you said, I was like, please do not let fucking Dallas like ruin the best series that we could have in second round. Thankfully it uh... like, would it have been Dallas and Edmonton? Yeah. That, oh my God. Uh, put me to sleep now. Yeah, that would have been the worst series I could ever imagine. And Edmonton probably would have won in like five games or something like that. I would love to see a stat on how many teams lose a series when their starting goaltender posts a 1.81 GAA and a 9.54 save percentage in a series. Across seven games. That's ridiculous. That's not even like he like went in for like one or two games or something. Like he played seven fucking games and had that crazy of numbers. And the the amount of shots he faced too. I mean, in, in game seven, at one point, I think the stars had like nine shots on goal and the flames had like 30. Here's another question. Is it RIP to the coaching career of Rick bonus? Is he done? I don't know. Dallas has got to do something. They got to do something with Ben and Sagan, um, but they have good young pieces. I mean, they have to decide, are we going to stick with Ben and Sagan? Are we going to actually try and do something here? They are sort of in limbo and I'm almost glad for another reason that they lost in the first round too, because it forces them to make some hard decisions too of like, all right, shit, what are we doing? What are we like? What's our plan here? I think it'd be easy to move on from Ben. I think Sagan, you know, make him your second line center. That's a solid second line center. Yeah. Speaking of second line centers, I think both of our teams are in the market for one. I would not hate that at all. Um, 
But I read that Sagan was playing with. Ah, I hope I don't fuck this. He up. was fourth line center. Yeah, but he had a fractured foot or yeah, something like that. He did in, um, in game one. He fractured his foot. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. Also, apparently Jari literally couldn't even walk after they lost game seven. Yeah. Can I go back to that? So one, we had a third string goalie in for the whole fucking series. So I guess I can't really be that mad. And Rangers fans like, you guys suck. Like, no, dude, you're Igor's your whole team. So good luck. Um, but yeah, Jari. I mean, they have got- a guy named Fox. That's pretty good. But yeah. Well, yeah, he actually I do want to give a shout out to Fox. He is so good. Not only just in general, but like in the offensive zone, when the puck is like coming up to him, it gets rimmed around. He's he's like doing moves before he touches the puck, and he's got Brian Boyle breaking his ankles and spraining his MCL all over the place. It's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, it's just like we had a third string goalie. I guess I can't be that mad. I don't know. I don't want to revisit this too much because I'm probably going to have my life threatened by New Yorkers, but it's kind of fun sometimes. Anyway, I'm glad Calgary won. I think they're the team that I'm rooting for the most now. For some reason, I really like this Flames team. I've said that a couple times throughout this season, but uh, that's who I'm pulling for. I'm I'm willing to make the Flames the podcast team to the end here. I'm Team Calgary for the rest of the playoffs. I know Harrison's going to go for McDavid probably. I'm going for Edmonton. Do I think Edmonton will win? No, we'll talk about that shortly, but I'm going to root for him. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and preview the second round. But before we do, I think Mac has some words for you guys about Sharp Rank. Yeah, I just wanted to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by Sharp Rank. Sharp Rank created the first ever cross sports rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. Sharp Rank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. Nice. Let's go ahead and dive into these tasty second round matchups. We're going to start with a game that's going to get started here in about two hours. Uh, Colorado and St. Louis. Without reading anything, first impressions of this series, go. Um, I think that this is going to be a six or seven game series guaranteed. Um, I love the blues at plus 320. Do I think they'll win the series? No, I do not. But do I think that value is well worth your dollar? Yes, I do. Um, I don't know. I just think color. I know you guys like St. Louis in this one, but Colorado is just deeper in my opinion. Um, they've got guys who are humming. McKinnon scores a goal in every game against Nashville. McCarr's McCarr. He's leading the playoffs and points. I think last time I checked or whatever Kemper's healthy. I see no reason that the Avs can't do this in six or seven, but it's going to be a hard-fought one. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, 54 playoff games, and he's got 75 points. So the big thing for me is, and I, I, you know, if you've been listening, you've been hearing me say that St. Louis is going to upset Colorado. I don't like how long Colorado has had to sit around and wait. For me, it's all about the first game. St. Louis has to find a way to win that first one. And then they can play ball like all series long. But if they're chasing Colorado, it's going to be really hard to win that series. The longer this series goes, I think the more it favors St. Louis. Like the Avs could do this in five and I would like, I could read that and be like, yeah, that makes sense. But I just think the longer it goes, the more the chance of St. Louis pulling this off goes up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I, I would keep a big eye on Nazem Kadri this series because I have a feeling this one's going to get extremely physical, and we all know his history with suspensions in the playoffs. If he gets suspended, like you gotta, you gotta get rid of him at this point, right? Because that would be like three in a row. Yeah, I would actually contemplate like, okay, we might need to cut ties here because even though you had an insane good breakout year, um, and he was like front runner for MVP at one point. When you can't play three postseasons in a row and you're unavailable, that's kind of a red flag for me. So definitely. Um, my I here's how I envision this. Colorado wins both in Colorado, St. Louis wins both in St. Louis, then Colorado wins the next two. Colorado wins in six. I could see that. Um, that's, I that's just have I a think. weird feeling that St. Louis is gonna come out guns a blazing and get like a two-one junk overtime win in game one or something, or game two. I don't know. Uh, that's why I have the blues in seven uh mac i know you have that as well i've been really impressed with tarasenko so far um he had a natural hat trick against the wild i think it was game five um the blues they also had eight power play goals as a team which was the most out of anyone in the first round so Perron um, looks good he had a hat yeah. trick Cairo looks great you know has not missed a step at all from the regular season the bigger uh, question for them is the goaltending right harry said it earlier but it's like if they they're they're going to need to somehow get one of those guys going, whether it's Huso or Bennington, they got like first round is for figuring out like, who's the guy or whatever. Second round. I don't think that that works as well. You got to kind of like lean into one dude and make it work. Am I wrong that Bennington finished out the series against the wild? So I would assume he's going to get the nod for game one against Colorado. I think so too. I think Huso's steadier, but I think, when Bennington's rocking, he's he's the guy who can take you all the way, as we've seen before. I believe sure we had we'll see uh, him back at some point in the series too. Wasn't there an incident with him like swinging his stick at one of the Avs players earlier this year too? That Probably. sounds like Bennington, honestly. He's the hothead, but no, um, that's who I meant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then definitely. <laughs> so I mean, I'm down to see more of that. Uh, final predictions: Mac and I have the Blues in seven. Harry, you have the Avs in seven. Correct. Uh. I think I put seven on Twitter. I said six on this podcast, but I want to keep it consistent. So I'll say abs and seven. Cool. Uh, let's do uh, Carolina and the Rangers here. Uh, Carolina outscored the Bruins 18 to six in their four home games, winning all four. And they were outscored 14 to six in the three games on the road. So once again, going back to my point, this team only wins at home for whatever reason. Uh, that being said, if they start stealing games on the road, I think New York is in a whole lot of trouble here. Uh, the Rangers became the first team in playoff history to have three straight comeback wins in, in elimination games in the same series. Uh, they averaged the fourth most shots on goal per game in the first round, but they also allowed the most too. Where do you guys see this one going? I This one was a toss-up when I first looked at it, and I had the Rangers, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Nah, Carolina's going to get it done. I, I was mostly worried because I didn't have Carolina winning the first round, mostly because of their goaltending situation, but they've proved to me that that's not as big of an issue as I thought it was initially not having Freddie. Uh, and also, I mean, the Rangers had to take seven games and overtime to beat the Penguins with fucking Louis Domingue in that for like the whole thing. To me, no way. Like that, that's just not going to hold up. I, I also just was not that impressed, if I'm being frank, by like a lot of what the Rangers were doing. Igor didn't look like God to me. He looked very regular. Like he, 
he was not, he was very beatable. The Penguins proved to me that Igor is totally beatable. And I think that the Canes will be able to get by him pretty easy. Are you hitting them with the fraud tag? Is that what I'm hearing? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the Canes and, and when I say pretty easily, I, I do think it'll go six or seven. So not like easily in the series, but I don't think they're going to have a, I don't think they're going to have trouble scoring against Igor is my point. Yeah. I can't really say that because I'll get killed. So here's what I'll say. The Canes are the better team. The Canes should win. The only way they don't is if Shesterkin steals the series. Case closed. I think for me, it's just, you know, Mac, I was sort of doing the same thing you were. I was going back and forth when we were talking about who we were picking for this series. And at the end of the day, it was just Carolina's defense that made me go, you know what? I saw how much trouble the Rangers did have with that Penguins team. And let's be real. Carolina's a lot better defensively than Pittsburgh is. I'm just wondering if that's going to be too much for them to handle. No, you make a great point. And I think that's another reason that it's a smart idea to side with the Canes in this one. Big storylines in the series too. I mean, these guys played a qualifying series a couple years ago where the Canes swept them in the, it was like three out of five, I think uh, back when they were doing the stupid best of five qualifying series. And then uh, I think Carolina has like six former Rangers players on their active roster right now. Tony D back in the garden should be a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of content. Can't Him, imagine anything goes wrong. Uh, Smith, Shay, Ronta uh, was in New York for a little bit. Who am I missing? It's got to be a forward in there somewhere. Your mother. <laughs> Your sister's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Tony's. Because it's the Rangers. Uh, anyways, let's do uh, Battle of the Sunshine State. I think the matchup that outside of Battle of Alberta, we all wanted this one. This was sort of like a 1A, 1B with that. Wait a minute. Florida has two hockey teams? Exactly. Why uh, is one called Florida? <laughs> I get that so much. I'm like, I don't know, yeah. dude. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time, like someone talking to me was like, yeah, and like the Carolina Panthers, I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking oh, Christ. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Florida, Carter Verhage, we already talked about him enough, but just to rehammer this home for me and Mac, uh, he had a first round to remember. He had six goals and 12 points in six games against the Cavs. He scored two, including the overtime winner in game four. He had five points, including the winning goal in game five, and scored another overtime winner and had an assist in game six. So this dude is just all over the place right now. So um, fucking annoying. Yeah, that team is... They and are out he was guns supposed to play game six. He was literally like listed as like last minute, and they were like, "Oh, he's totally not going to play." And then he fucking played, and then he single-handedly beat us. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, Giroux is, I think he's trying to prove to be the the steal of the deadline at this point. I think it'll be interesting to see how he handles the series. The as goals well. that Giroux scored against the Caps were so like, oh, Johnny on the spot. Like if I was standing in the spot, he was like standing in if anybody was, was standing there yeah <laughs> if anyone saw the puck or was you in see position, how hard he sells too he scores and he's like oh let's go i did all of that yeah like yeah no anyways sounds uh, like chris Kreider can't stand that guy <laughs> <laughs> um going over to tampa bay kucherov led the lightning with eight points though you would have no idea because the dude looked essentially invisible in the first round if you think about it uh, Vasky proves yet again that he's the best clutch goaltender in the playoffs in the world right now. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I think we might be looking at maybe the best clutch playoff goaltending performance of all time when he's all said and done. 
It's very possible. I don't disagree. Elimination game. Who are you calling to stand on their yeah. head? Yeah. Right. He's up there. Yeah. Are you asking a- for our picks? Um, in one second, uh, the brain point injury, I think is going to be a big one here. I heard a lot of people yeah. online saying that that looks like a hip flexor injury. I don't know if anyone here has ever had one of those, but if you had, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It does not heal. It takes about five years before you're really back to quote unquote normal, depending on who you are, let alone a, a pro athlete. And for someone that plays the kind of game he does, I think that might be a killer for them. He's reportedly doubtful for game one, which got started uh, just a couple minutes ago here. Let's hear it. What do you guys think? Um, I think Florida's due. I know you guys hate that. You just played them. If someone told me the Rangers were due, I'd fucking kill them on the spot. So trust me, I'm aware of this. The fact they played last year and Tampa beat them. I know some people might say that doesn't play a role here at all. I'm one of those people who's like, mm, I'm not buying that. I feel like Florida's got got to do it somehow this year. I'm not super confident in this pick, though. Reason being is exactly what you said. I've got Bob Broski, who was shaky, I would say, in round one against you guys, against Vasilevsky, which is not a comforting matchup at all. But I think Florida's deeper. I think they can play rough and tough hockey right there with the Lightning. Um, and I think that that Braden Point injury is probably going to be a lot more serious and uh, serious had more of a serious impact than people think. So I am going to go Florida in, I think I said seven. Yep. So I want to say so badly that the bolts are just going to like walk these guys and like have their way in like five games or six games or something. The only thing making me second guess that, well, I guess there's like two things. One is the Braden point thing for sure. I mean, we talked about that enough, but that like, yeah. It's one of their best players. There's no way that that's not going to hurt you in some way. Two, it's still, it's what I've been talking about all season long. It's what I've been saying is the reason I thought they were going to lose to the Leafs, the cup hangover, the the two-time cup hangover. How long can you go? Like, seriously, how much longer can you go with not like a long, not a long off season, not a lot of breaks. It's got to be catching up with them at some point. And I will say this is another one where I feel like the deeper this series goes, the longer it goes, the more it favors the cats. Cause it's like the bolts are just going to be getting more and more tired. And they're like, fuck, you got to play another game seven just to get through this thing. Like I'm sure there's guys in that locker room as badly as they all want a three Pete. I'm sure there's some guys in that locker room that deep down, they would never admit it, but deep down they're like, mm, if we lost, I wouldn't hate like having some summer, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Also, I think it's worth mentioning Nick Paul looks absolutely fantastic Had a monster game seven. I think he might be proving to be the steal of the deadline. I want to talk about a real steal of the deadline. Fuck you, Claude Giroux. Seriously. Uh, So, and for that reason, I'm going bolts and six. Bolts and six. I have cats and seven. And I think it's also worth noting, speaking of what Mac just said, if the bolts win this series, they will officially break the record in the cap era for most consecutive series one. By a team, the, they're tied with the Penguins right now. With, um, at, I think it's nine. Um, we lost to you guys in twenty. Man, what a fucking bad year! I was that gonna was. say, yeah. Wait a minute, what, who broke that record for the Penguins? Mac, I'm down and out. Don't kick me too. <laughs> I've already had my teeth punched in. I don't need you doing it too. Thank you. Right, Tang right, on the right wing to Crosby. <laughs> all right, all Shut right. Up. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Berta. Let's talk Berta. I'm on let's, vacation. Leave yeah, me alone. Let's go to Berta. So the matchup we all wanted, the entire hockey world wanted. 
I'm not even going to say anything about this because all you would say for Calgary is Markstrom, Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm. For Edmonton, you would just say Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Predictions, hit me. Flames in six. That Leon injury is too much. I'm rooting for the Oilers, though. Flames in seven. No way Berta goes less than seven, in my opinion. But I would love to see the Flames win any way they can. I think this team's electric. They're so fun to watch. The fans are fucking awesome. If if a Canadian team has to win the cup, I'm okay with it being this one. Same. Uh, I'm going to go Flames in six, and that sixth game will go to overtime. We need Margarita Mac back. <laughs> Although the, that first round was kind of a blowout with everybody, but it can also get tainted when your own team is in it. Cause you like want certain that you're trying to manifest certain things. So I, I have a feeling I'll have a much more clear uh, get the crystal ball going here and reverse psychology round. involved in there too. Exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah, no, we don't need any of that. So uh, apologies for steering anybody wrong so far, but you better believe we're coming back strong for round two and uh, I'll win you some money. Yeah, absolutely. A quick couple of things just to run through here. Lane Lambert is going to replace Barry Trotz on Long Island as the head coach. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights fired Pete DeBoer. No idea why. Uh, Patrice Bergeron says he's either going to retire or return to the Bruins next season. He's going to be a free free agent. He's basically just ruled out signing anywhere else. He's played his whole career in Boston. I think he wants to finish it there. And don't listen to any reports from Rob Rossi about the Penguins. He's a liar. He's a scam. He's a thief. Don't listen to him. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go check out www.emptybetters.com. Click on shop, buy our merch. Mac has one last note. Just don't just don't bring Evgeny Malkin anywhere, anywhere near the caps. That's all. Well I said. I, I agree with that. Thank I think you, we all agree. This is a no Malkin to the caps podcast. But yes, absolutely. Uh, this podcast won't exist if that happens. I'll be dead. Yeah. Um, OK, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.